Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They didn't see their shadows either. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest Mario Price. Hey guys, welcome back to the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we're going to be talking with Mario Price. He's the project manager at BitCash. But before we start talking to Mario, let's grab that crypto news from the Crypto Gym. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to the cryptocurrency news in a flash with the Crypto Gent. China's Bitcoin volume on local Bitcoin hits a two-year low. Payment startup raises $80 million from SBI Group, Visa Invest, and others. And former back CEO and current Senator Loeffler delays disclosing assets. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash with the crypto gent. And it's back to you, Professor. Thanks a lot, crypto gent. Mario, welcome to the show. What's going on, fellas? Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you, man. This is going to be exciting. Um, but like, like I was just saying, I don't really know much about Bitcash, but I'm looking forward to learning more. I'm kind of interested to see like how you've improved upon the Bitcoin protocol. But before we go down that road, I'd like to learn a little bit more about how you got into crypto in the first place and what got you hooked on the space. Yeah, man, that's actually, uh, I, I think that's always a cool question. As I told you guys, I've been ripping through your podcast, just hearing all the different answers and how unique they all are. And uh, mine is just like everybody else is kind of kind of unique in its own. Um, I was actually uh, never really been in a computers tech school for that matter. I was uh, more of an athlete kind of growing up, uh, ended up getting a college scholarship, go play football um, at the division one level, which kind of important because I, like I said, I was had, had the goals of, you know, playing big time, making it to the professional level. And um, man, all of a sudden that didn't, that didn't pan out. And so what a lot of guys do is they end up getting into coaching and I end up getting into uh College football is a college football coach for about 12 years. And if you don't know much about it, man, it's about 15 and 18 hours a day throughout the course of the season, no days off. And then as soon as the season's over, you're on the road, you're recruiting like crazy. And so I didn't have much time for any hobbies. It was just football and my girl, uh, my, my, my wife. And so I ended up getting an opportunity to kind of step into a leadership role where I'm not on the field actually coaching and doing all the recruiting and stuff like that. And, um, um, with that opportunity, <laughs> it was uh, it was some time for me to get some hobbies. And so like the first day I ever sat down without having to, you know, be that busy, I was like, I got to find something to to consume my time with. And, uh, you know, just end up, I don't know, <laughs> somehow just ended up looking at Bitcoin. And uh, this is like 20, 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, this, the concept sounds pretty cool, things like that. And, uh, you know, end up, in a bond a little bit, um, then start getting into Litecoin and all of a sudden start getting into Ethereum. And that's what I think that's what really got me going. Um, because I really got into the mining aspect. I know, I know you can mine the other ones, but Ethereum was, was, was feasible because I was able to get my hands on some GPUs and got really interested into the mining aspect of things. And, uh, next thing you know, I'm learning about spec mining and, uh, I just, I've just been basically, uh, addicted since, since that point. That's beautiful, man. I love it. Mining is sort of like how I first got into. So I first got into it with a, a Butterfly Labs Bitcoin miner that I got on trade on Craigslist. And that was when like I'd heard about it a long before, but I never actually got interested in it or actually bought any until uh, it was actually late 2015. I was thinking it was 2016. It was late 2015. I got that Butterfly Labs miner on trade and I mined a little bit of Bitcoin. And after that, it was kind of like, 
how do you not? Right. You know, how do you not, once you get your hands on it, it's like, it's such an exciting experience, but all that aside, I did uh, forget about it for another year, year and a half, almost two years actually. And uh, that went from $500 to $20,000 in the period where I had forgotten about it. So it's like, you know, you kind of look back and you're like, well, fuck, but that few cents of, uh, of, uh, Bitcoin that I had mined back in the day was now $15 though. So that was pretty cool. I can't complain. There you go. <laughs> nice, nice ROI. You, when you were telling your story, it kind of reminded me of a guy we interviewed named Jason Corley with Pat Global. I don't know if you heard that episode or not yet. Um, yeah, he, he kind of started out on the same thing. He was actually drafted with the Buffalo Bills and then got an injury that season and never actually got to go play. So it was kind of like, Go trying to go down through the football path, and then you know one way or another it doesn't quite work out. And right, guess what? You're both here in crypto now, so that's all that matters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, For man. sure, man. Mitch, did you die? Yeah, I did. I actually did. <laughs> I actually, I, I'm just coming back to life. My heart just started going again. It, it was nice. the whole football nice. thing that just threw me. Um, <laughs> You're like, shit, is it Super Bowl already? What I know, right? I mean, God, I, I, those football games I watched this weekend were just, yeah, interesting to say the least. So what do you like most about the crypto space? What intrigues you the most about cryptocurrency? Like, I think the fact is that it doesn't matter who you meet, uh, who you talk to, who you spend time with, nobody knows it all. And, and, and it's kind of just one of these spaces that, I mean, every time I sit behind my computer or I'm on my phone, I'm flicking through, I'm reading Medium articles or scrolling through Twitter, sitting in discords or telegrams, I'm just learning something. And it's just kind of this, uh, I don't know, this thing that just consumes me and my time. And I'm really excited one day about mining this privacy crypto note coin. And then the next day I'm excited about some DeFi technology uh, in the Ethereum space. And, you know, it just, it, every day it's just something else to be intrigued with and to, 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 to kind of learn about. So I just really think that shows how much uh, the sky's the limit with, with crypto. And so that's, that's really one of the things that intrigued me the most about it. Okay. What are your thoughts on how it can impact humanity? Yeah. I mean, uh, you start talking about, uh, borderless transactions uh start talking about literally being your own bank um which is hopefully i'll get the chance to talk about it a little bit when we talk about big cash here in a little bit but you know the ability to truly truly own uh your finances and i you know you're seeing so many uh interesting projects in this space that i think it it goes beyond finances but uh, I, I think the most impactful way is uh, just just the ability to not be, you know, ha- having to be led by the government or a central banking system. I think that's really the, the the coolest thing about it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think, you know, I think there's a lot of change that needs to happen in, in society and globally. I, I think a lot of change needs to happen in humanity globally. And I, I think this, what I've seen in this movement and the passions I've seen in this movement of what we call cryptocurrencies, you know, could give us that little bump that we needed to get, to get that rolling in a, in a different fashion to where it's, it's not so much about um, support, but it's about, you know, bringing people to an equal playing field, so to speak. Absolutely. There's no question. And uh, you know, it's, it's not a matter of uh, if I think it's a matter of when, and, 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 and I think it's, going to be interested in what exactly it looks like I, I you know is it going to be actually bitcoin who knows um is it going to be some kind of iteration 
of Bitcoin that maybe governments get a little bit more involved in. Who knows? But, um, you know, like I said, the sky's the limit. And I think uh, there's enough people that's interested in this space that, um, that that are kind of moving this thing forward. That makes it very, very exciting. And I also, uh, I don't know, I, I also kind of think that uh, it's just a matter of time. Oh, for sure. So let's talk about Bitcash a little bit. It's a fork of Bitcoin. Obviously, there's a lot of forks of Bitcoin out there. What are you guys doing differently? And what is your overall goal? Or what problem are you trying to solve with Bitcash? Um, so I, I think that one of the easiest ways to explain it is uh, picturing yourself, uh, you know, you mentioned back in 2015, 2016, when you were explaining Bitcoin and mining to uh, a friend, to your girlfriend, wife, significant other, whatever, um, how <laughs> sometimes hard, hard it is to get them to kind of wrap their head around it. Um, and even sometimes to get them involved and in understanding exactly what, what cryptocurrency is, how it works, what's the need, et cetera. Um, I think sometimes when we talk to other crypto enthusiasts, the conversation flows pretty smoothly, uh, but it, it's not, easily as interpreted by your average Joe that might not have that kind of computer tech background type type situation. And so, um, you know, one of the big things that Big Cash was originally founded up upon was uh, basically interaction, you know, integrating, uh, you know, your typical banking experience, your, your mobile banking experience with with cryptocurrency. So that's kind of what, what was the forefront issue of what, when we started with Big Cash. And uh, the whole thing was, uh, you know, if you open up your, wherever you keep your crypto at, you open up your, your, your Bitcoin wallet and you look and you just see a bunch of letters and numbers and there's not really anything that says what you, where you sent that or where it came from. And so uh, Christian Kassler, who was our lead developer, um, came up with this idea of, hey, I'm going to integrate transaction lines into every, every uh, you know, cryptocurrency transaction to where, you know, hey, I sent... Uh, you know, my buddy over in, in Florida, some Bitcoin to buy some shoes. So I could literally write shoes for my buddy on, on that transaction. So whenever I went back and looked through my wallet, we were able to see that. And that, you know, that's kind of what you, when you open up your, your, your checking account currently, uh, from a mobile standpoint, you're able to look and kind of see that just basic information. This is what I spent my money on. Oh, 970 came out now, you know, stopped my Burger King yesterday or something like that. So, uh, that was what this was originally founded on. And we've just continued to focus on that mass adoption and finding ways to uh, make using crypto a lot easier. So that's kind of the premise of what Bitcash is about. And um, the problem is trying to attack is just ease of use, familiarity, mass adoption. So what necessitated the creation of a new chain in this process rather than just building a, a, another wallet for Bitcoin that integrated those, that information? Are you actually stamping that information on the blockchain itself? Yes, that information is stamped on the blockchain itself. And uh, what, what, what iterated was that, that was kind of like I said, the forefront of it. Um, but uh, it has moved into a lot of other things, uh, a ton of other features that I kind of get into right now, I guess. Um, so with that being said, uh, you know, if I ask you right now, what's your Bitcoin address? The reality is neither one of you could probably give me a, a, a answer without finding your phone, get on the computer, and there's no way. Sit down and write it down. So uh, w one of the next things that we integrated was was uh, nicknames onto the to the account. So uh, the, the minute that you get your big cash wallet downloaded or use the web wallet, you sit down, you say, hey, I'm going to, you know, my crypto nickname on Twitter and on our Discord is Coach Cryptos. So uh, you type that out, 
moment stamps to the blockchain. And so from there on out, when I receive big cash, I'm able to do so by just saying, hey, my address is Coach Cryptos, you know, just like a Twitter name, throwing it out like that. So that was kind of one of the next very easy, very familiar things that we've integrated um, to allow for people to to use that. And then um, we took it a step far, further and said, you know, where, where do people spend most of their time these days? Um, social media, right? So one way or another, you're pulling out your phone, checking Facebook, Twitter, something like that. And so we made it to where you can easily through the wallet, click a couple buttons and be able to send transactions uh, via Twitter, um, Instagram, and, um, and, and Twitch. And so we were just finding, like I said, these very, very easy use cases that, you know, meet people where they are. So let me ask you this. In your opinion, what makes someone rich? What makes someone rich? Yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a very interesting question. That's a deep one. Uh, it is uh, a deep question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I would. I mean, rich and wealthy. I, I would term differently. I know you didn't ask about wealthy. I, I would say rich is just financially having a lot of money, um, having a lot of possessions. I think. Uh, I know, you, like I said, I know you didn't ask about wealthy. I think wealthy is having that and and. Uh, still still been a good person and uh maybe not necessarily having the most money but having a happy family at home all that kind of stuff so where it's not necessarily monetarily attached correct okay Okay. no i'm down with that no i you're right i i i mean i guess there's two different ways you know some people will say are you going to be rich um and you i like to say no i i I plan to be wealthy because i i want to be a balance of things right i want i want to be i want to have money to give me the freedom to do what I want to do. I want to have the, you know, the heart to do the right thing with what I can do, you know, and, and, and to build that, to build that future that's not just based on monetary value and not just based on possession, but by what we can do with those to enrich the lives of others. And, and you know, this, this whole thing is, has changed so much for me in the last two and a half years, my whole outlook on so many different things has become a lot more philosophical in some, in some regards. And I, I think it's okay. It, it, it seems to work for me and it, it makes, it makes my life feel more fulfilled at this point. So yeah, sorry. I rambled. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> it's good for you. Good for you. One more thing on BitCash that I'm kind of curious about. Where are you going in the future with this? I know you kind of told us a little bit about what you have implemented now and where it was founded on. Um, but, but again, what's your overall goal? Like what long-term, what do you see this doing and how do you see it impacting uh, yes. the purpose space entirely? For sure, man. And so, uh, it's just kind of our, our tagline. If you go to choosebigcash.com, you see at the top, it's the world's most usable cryptocurrency. I think that's legitimately as, as, uh, <laughs> as big of a goal as that sounds. I think that is what we're, we're aiming to do. And, um, you know, I, the reality of it is like, I, I, even grazes the surface of what kind of features that we have. That was kind of the, the beginning of things, but I, I'm, I'm going to speed it up. So it makes a little bit more sense of kind of where we're going in, in terms of direction. But, uh, you know, just in terms of integrating banking features, uh, you know, we have transaction logs, account nicknames, be able to create electronic statements from your wallet um, that look very familiar to what you get from your banking, uh, you know, banking account, um, you know, and having the integrated account software, you know, to make it a, a great alternative to other currencies because you're actually able to function with it, not just have all these 
letters and numbers that money's going in and out, but you don't really know where it's coming from now unless you kind of remember. So um, just been able to take some of that. that that's been the, the, the starting point. But, uh, you know, integrating the social media, that was kind of a huge deal for us. But I say one of our biggest things that we've done here is uh, we've in, integrated this this thing called a big cash stable. And uh, obviously stable coins have kind of been, you know, one of those popular topics here over the last uh Year, year or so, whatever, and what we've done is created this um, an algorithmic mint and burn uh, protocol where we're able to create uh, stable coins on the Big Cash blockchain itself. And uh, so we actually have uh, three currencies on the blockchain on the same exact blockchain. One is Big Cash, um, the other is Big Cash Dollar, and the third is Big Cash Gold. And essentially, what you they're kind of all backed by each other rather than, you know, some of the issues solid tether where there's money, not actually they're supporting <laughs> that's USD backed. And, you know, we don't have vaults of gold sitting around. What we've done is took the $1 USD um, and say, for instance, you have, uh, let's say big cash worth 50 cents. It's not currently, but let's say it's worth 50 cents. You got two big cash, you click a button in the wallet and we're converted to two big cash dollars, two stable coins right there within the wallet. Uh, excuse me, they converted to one big cash dollar. And then um, let's say a month later, the price of big cash drops down to one cent. Now that would suck obviously for us, but uh, let's say it did. Then uh, you would be able to maybe convert it back to big cash and you would generate a hundred big cash. Um, and it kind of works the same way all the way to gold. So if you wanted to find a new way to create a store value, Actually, you know, if you want to buy gold, you necessarily don't have to physically go and buy ounces of gold. You can do it through the Big Cash blockchain. So um, that's kind of been something that's been really unique, and we're starting to see a lot of people, you know, use it for store value. Um, we've we've partnered with, you know, about ten or so uh, little companies that accept crypto and uh, have allowed them to integrate accepting big cash and big cash dollars as a payment. Um, we have about a little over 2.5 ounces of gold right now that people are storing on the big cash blockchain. Um, so it's it, very, very unique and, uh, you know, a, a pretty cool feature. But like I said earlier, gives people the opportunity to kind of be their own bank. If they want to transact using USD, it's all right there within their wallet. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to kind of playing with it a little bit. I'll, I'll get that wallet downloaded and give it a shot and just kind of see how, how it goes. It sounds like you're heading right down the path of what we really like to see, which is usability. And, and we all know that that's a big problem in the, in the crypto space right now. Yeah, for sure. That said, I'd like to know if you still have a snake living in your tree. <laughs> oh, so you must have scrolled through my Twitter account. <laughs> we have a good reason. She takes care of us. Well, I will say that snake is probably still in that tree, but I don't live in that house anymore. I, I moved shortly after that, man. Yeah. <laughs> was the snake any influence in that decision? <laughs> it was a huge influence. And as a matter of fact, oh, really? I, I lived in Louisiana at, uh, at one point in time, uh, back when I was coaching, and we had a I mean, it, it was not, it turned out to be just a rat snake, which those things get extremely long. And it was in our front yard. I almost stepped on it, taking my dogs out on the walk. And we <laughs> we moved out that house within a month and then basically had that same incident. Uh, that was in a house in Texas. And uh, we moved out that house within a month. So, yeah, if we want to move. I just throw them. I tell my wife, we want to move, just throw a snake down somewhere. Hey, bring over that snake you got. Yeah, we, we want to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, um, I would probably say 
um, as I just welcomed two little girls in, into the world here recently. I would probably say the ability to kind of manipulate time. Okay. Congratulations yeah. on that, by the way. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. That, that would be a very amazing power. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think, uh, you know, just, just been able to kind of pause or rewind and, you know, it, the old movie with Adam Sandler called Click where he's always fast-forwarding through the porn parts. I, I think I probably learned a little bit from that. I probably wouldn't use that fast-forward button too much, but, uh, you know, just savor some of those moments uh, that, that tend to happen a little too fast, you know? Right. Rewind. That was a good movie. That was kind of uh, a... <laughs> Yeah. Like, like even in, I think I was in high school when I watched that, or maybe just after high school, but even, even at that age, it still gets you a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's Adam Sandler. He, I, I know he's very popular. He's not one of my favorite actors. So I was a little reluctant to watch it, but the the, the premise of the movie is actually really good. So um, yeah, you know, put things in perspective, you know, hit the rewind button, go back to, you know, late 2017 and, or was it 2016? <laughs> Catch our yeah, late 2017. <laughs> catch some of that 20k Bitcoin action. You there, know? You there you go. There you go. Yeah, I would. I would go back to when I first heard about it. When it was like, I don't even know how much it was. I, I didn't even get that far. Right. <laughs> like we always say, had, had I bought even even five dollars worth of Bitcoin, as soon as it hit, you know, two cents. If it was one cent, I probably would have sold the shit. So like, yeah. You know, what does it matter anyway, right? I kick myself yeah. all I want. I wouldn't still have that Bitcoin. There's no right. way. Yeah, I always uh, tend to play that game. Like there, there's yeah. zero chance I would have held it all in 20. Yeah, right, I had not gone through the 2018 bear market yet. I did not have balls of steel in the crypto places. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you that is pretty cool though. Is <laughs> anybody that kind of experienced went through some of the the bear and bull markets that both of them how just unfazed they get about what what goes on on a day to day basis with with the prices. I mean, I that's to the point now. I used to live on Blockfolio on Delta out, and now I just really don't care. Yeah. I just keep keep stacking. Keep stacking. That's exactly. All. It's like, oh my god, Bitcoin's going down again. Okay. Yeah, okay. Whatever. It'll go back up right. eventually. Yeah, no <laughs> we'll get through it. Exactly. Now I just gotta figure out where I want to buy back, buy more back in. You know, buy more in. Right. So yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, that and that my first kind of go around in it when I was shooting up, and then it would it would drop two bucks. I'm like, Oh shit, I got to sell. I got to yeah. sell. I got to sell. It's, it's yeah. And yeah, just so how much you kind of mature in the space is pretty cool. Um, hey, no but, kidding, uh, man. I was going to say, um, I, we, we do have a ton of features. There's one more thing I just definitely would like to hit on. Cause this is really, oh, absolutely not. Our, uh, no, your, your time is done. Oh yeah. Sorry. I forgot. You're right. Agonizing. I don't want to hear about your project anymore. <laughs> <You're sorry. laughs> no, uh, but, but uh, Fine, just, okay. well, oh, <laughs> in terms of how we've uh, continued to kind of advance it um, is is one of our major on ramps is is a website called PureQ, P E E R Q dot com, and uh, basically it's a QR type site where you're able to ask questions or basically put out a simple bounty and um, reward anybody that either answers the question correctly or, you know, is able to assist you with a bounty and, and, and click a button, reward them in big cash. And um, kind of interesting because it doesn't really fall in some of the more financial transaction type things that were, uh, that are more notable in, in within the wallet. But uh, I think what we were looking for in, in terms of building that site, and right now, if you go visit it, it's uh it's, it's kind of in beta right now. We're actually getting, getting a, a major revamp to add some cool UI and stuff like that. But what we were hoping to accomplish with PeerQ is a, a very easy on-ramp into, into crypto, uh, the space itself. Um, and 
been able by doing that, we just said, hey, you know, people are on Google. They're asking questions. They're 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 sometimes they're just searching for ways to earn Bitcoin. What if we made this very very simple way where you log in, create an account like any social media platform? We had a built-in wallet. Um, you do a bounty. They go to Coach Crypto's Twitter page, retweet my snake picture, and um, I, I click a button and reward you a couple bit cash. How, how cool would that be? So we kind of kind of built that, and um, and it, it actually picked up some significant traffic traffic amongst our community. Uh, right now, we had to load all the SEO up stuff up until we really get the site, like I said, looking visually appealing. And uh, kind of built it for your average Joe to say, hey, I got a cool way to earn some some big cash. And what we did after that was uh, integrated a way where they could take that big cash and actually spend it to buy gift cards. Because, you know, once again, if you're early on in this crypto thing, I know for me and you, it's like, yeah, I can hop on uh, <laughs> on Binance real quick and make a couple of trades, yada, yada, yada. But for somebody new, it's like, yeah, so I got to make a password and this and I got to do this and I got to have two FA and you know so I, I know having an exchange doesn't seem like rocket science but going there and ask my wife to kind of take bit cash and, and sell it to to her it would be a, a tall task so made an easy off ramp for the bit cash as well by allowing for people allowing people to uh, basically use that bit cash to easily like kind of off ramp that that crypto on, onto a gift card and um, like I said it's just kind of hopefully our unique way for anybody that's on Google searching for a way to earn. Um, you know, you got all these cool sites like Lolly and, um, you know, these stack sats and, and Coinbase earn and all these things where you can go do, just do a couple little things and earn some. So we wanted to find a unique way, easy way, um, you know, to kind of help facilitate that mass adoption and get people integrated into to using it. No, I, I love that concept. It's impressive where you guys keep improving and, and actually making things easier and making them better. So I have another question. Tell us about this podcast you did. You hosted a podcast called Proof of Work. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, so as I was kind of climbing through my uh, mining ranks, I was like, man, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Let me make a podcast about it, um, you know, and whatever I'm learning, just kind of kind of share with people. I, I, I did a podcast in my in my actual day job. And so it was relatively easy for me to kind of kind of get it going. It was wasn't as well put together as what you guys put out by any means. It was kind of me on my phone recording on Anchor, but uh, just talked about what I was spec mining, uh, some of the cool stuff I learned, ways to maybe tweak my GPUs, uh, things like that. And it, it was pretty cool, man. I I, I, I can't, don't remember how many episodes I ended up doing when it was all said and done, but, uh, I, you know, I got about maybe 20 or so in. And uh, by, the, by the end of that, man, I had a Discord with a bunch of proof of work podcast listeners or you got in there and we just talked about what was going on, helped them troubleshoot stuff that I knew how to troubleshoot, learned a lot from them. So it was strictly about, about mining. And then, uh, like I said, about halfway through there, I, I won't say it got very, very popular, but it got popular enough to where some of those new spec mining, uh, mm-hmm. coins that were coming out, were willing to hop on the podcast with us. So we, you know, we had a few guests come on and we would talk about their project and, you know, talk about their mining and things like that. So it was, it was definitely fun. It just ended up being such a, as you guys probably know, it ended up being so uh, time consuming that it, it just wasn't worth it. And I wasn't asking for payments or anything like that. So it was just like playing with my daughter or recording another podcast today. So, right. you know, I ended up hanging that up. It is a lot of fun though. I mean, I don't know what, what kind of time were you spending to record a podcast, you know? 
Well, the reality of it was, I, I, it was kind of a weird deal. I was doing it by myself. And at that point in time, it was like, hey, it's Friday. I can record. If I want to record again on Sunday, I'd do it like that. And then if I want to wait two weeks, I'll record the next one. And it was pretty easy. Then I ended up uh, getting pretty tight with uh, Ether Gym. I don't know if you're familiar with them, some micro cap uh, uh, F hash project or whatever. And uh, ended up getting pretty tight with their main dev. And he, he was like, man, hey, let's do it. Let's do it right. I got a buddy. We're going to do it every Sunday. We'll record in the mornings. We'll get these guys on. And, you know, so I uh, ended up kind of <laughs> having him help me probably more than what I needed to. Okay. And then that's when I really got worn out because it, it it was more we were trying to schedule so many people and, and make it legit and all that kind of stuff. And, and I wasn't just kind of shooting off my hip anymore. And that's when it became a little overwhelming for me. More work and less fun. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's why we like still do it the way we do. Cause we started this just to have fun. You know, it wasn't a job. We didn't, we, we've all had our own, our own careers and we didn't, we're not like, let's start a podcast and hope we get sponsored right away and start making a bunch of money. It was just, we went on a friend's podcast and it was exciting and fun. And we're like, hell, let's just do this. We, it's really hard to communicate on Twitter, you know? So let's do a podcast and we can talk to some of our friends and see how it goes. And it just turned out to be amazing. It was so much fun. Like neither of us had any idea what we were doing. Like our first <laughs> podcast was literally our, each of our second podcasts. Yeah, ever. it was crazy. Right, right. So, but once you start doing that thing that you love, you kind of pick it up and you realize it's, it's exciting and it's fun. And then, yeah, if you, I have a bad habit of turning fun into work. I really do. Right. I, I always do and I can't help it. But so far, even though this has kind of picked up a little bit and, you know, there's a little more work involved with it, it doesn't feel like work yet. It's still exciting. And I think that's because we're still doing it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I would love to see you. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of great ideas, and I think you're a super smart dude. So if you get excited about doing podcasting again, you want to start your own, definitely let us know, because I'd love to hear some of your insights on, on the things that you want to think about. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's great to hear, man. I actually, uh, as a side note, I, I did a little work for, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a, another uh, small cat uh, called Zell, formerly known as Zell Cash. But, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I worked for the team there for about a year or so. And uh, me and one of the, their marketing guys, a guy named Goose, who does a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that. We uh, we ended up making a podcast for them. And it, it just turned right back into the same thing. It was, oh, man, I got to hop on an interview. This guy from Binance. And next day we got this guy. And it was just like, holy mackerel. So, um, yeah, if I could definitely get back in a space where I could kind of, you know, beat to my own drum a little bit. Uh, I definitely would love to love to do it because that was, it was fun, man. It was it was it was really fun just meeting all the different types of people, as you guys know. It's uh just just hearing all the different backgrounds and experiences and projects. It's awesome, man. I think um, when you're doing them and not with a goal in mind, you know, if you don't have goals, right. if you don't have expectations, you just do it because it's fun, and you continue to do it because you're still having fun. Um, I think is when it doesn't feel like work. It's when you start putting expectations on your future expectations on where you want to see, like, what do we want this to become in the next year? Fuck. I don't care. Let's just keep it what it is. You know I mean? If it becomes something else, so be it. If not, not something else, but if it becomes more then so be it, but we're still going to go at it as we're just having fun. Yeah. That, and that's awesome, man. That's why robots going so well for you guys. Cause it's, it's easy to listen to, you know what I'm saying? Cause you can tell you guys are having fun. You make it, make the guests comfortable, all that kind of stuff, man. So you guys got a heck of a thing going. Thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks.
we tend to we tend to work pretty good you. together. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll shut up. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of works out pretty well, except for sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. Like now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm kind of curious. You said you saw uh, you witnessed the dev rage quit on the project. Um, yeah, I don't know if yeah, you wanted man. to throw it out there who it was, but I'm curious, curious what project it was, um, or at least hearing the story because it sounds a little. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, it, I, I, it was kind of a weird situation when I wrote the tweet. I guess I was probably a, a little irritated with with the situation, so I made us, you know, made it made it sound worse than what it was. I do have some empathy for the guy. So the project is Equilibria, um, which which is interesting. It's a small cap. It's something I spec mine, a little kryptonite project, which basically is was attempting to do some of the same stuff that we're doing just on a private blockchain um and what i'm referring to is the mint and burn process been able to have these equilibrium dollars and have have the cryptocurrency itself so uh dev was very very talented young guy um you know i i don't know how much time you guys ever maybe spent spec mining but you would go through those projects and somebody took out a huge pre-mine or had a huge dev fee a lot of times that would be a kind of a red flag for you to say, ah, I better watch out because this dev might dump on us if the price gets rolling, something like that. And so uh, it, basically he didn't take out a, a pre-mine or a dev fee type situation. And so it was hard for to fund the project. And um, so it was kind of a weird deal because <laughs> the project just was kind of stalling a little bit. I, I kept it with it off and I minded. It was a quote unquote competitor to us to a certain extent, but I mean, heck, I, I'm, I'm all for the space. So if they did a better job more we did hell, I would, you know, give them kudos, but uh, I was keeping up with them and kind of, kind of was stalling out. And then one of their, you know, project manager type guys, he wasn't a dev, he ended up quitting and uh, ended up dumping all his coins. And so the price kind of shot down. And I was really like, man, should I go buy a huge bag of this stuff right now, knowing it's going to kind of come back around? And the response I was seeing from him wasn't really great in terms of just, okay, hey, hey you know, the boat's still moving. You know, it was nothing really like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait before I spend a bunch of money on this. And uh, then another guy quit shortly after that. And then, uh, basically put out a big medium article saying, Hey, look, uh, I got to pay my bills. Uh, and I know you guys want me to deliver, but here's what I'm going to do. I need, you know, one BTC. Um, you guys can donate to this address or you can donate Monero, donate this. And it was kind of a, just a weird way to ask for funding at the pro- from the project. And a lot of people were like, why don't you institute a, uh, a DeFi into the blockchain to where you get equilibria and, Obviously, it'd be an incentive for you to work hard to help the price pump, whatever. And as you do that, then, you know, you're paying yourself also by, by pushing the project. And he was very reluctant to do so. And I think a lot of that dialogue, a lot of people were attacking him. And he just said, F it. And it's like, I'm done. <laughs> and it was the end of the project. So it was kind of a, it was, it was some lessons to be learned in that. Like I said, I do feel, feel bad for him because, uh, you know, I, th- I think crypto ended up just kind of burning them out. That's kind of a sad story to hear, really, you know, from not only the community side, but also the team itself, especially that, that one particular guy. If it sounds like everybody else bailed on him and then, you know, I mean, that's right. got to be, it's got to be a rough situation. The crypto space is definitely taking a toll on a lot of people mentally that yep. have gotten, I'm just going to say it straight out or way in over their heads, you know, like right. you got these kids who have come out and they forked a coin you know, in 2014 and had no idea what they were doing. They're just fucking around playing with stuff and having a good time. And, you know, some of those are, are real smart guys too, though. You know, they're building these projects and some of them turn out to be really good and they start getting this massive amount of following and, and they're sitting on, you know, millions of dollars in coins and, and they have no idea how to handle it. And 
then you start looking at some of the ICOs and you got the same thing where now you've got people realizing that they can fundraise for a project and people are going to buy into it as long as you tell them a good story about what the project's going to do. And that's, that's less well, of a case now, but two years ago, like yeah. you could have made $20 million on just about anything. You know, right. if you really wanted to, you could put an ICO out there and, and as long as you had a good looking website and white paper, you'd have been making crazy bank. And so you got these guys that have never probably even managed anything before in their life and are just a good dev. And all of a sudden now they're saddled with the responsibility of managing $20 million in funding for a company. And I can't even imagine what those guys are going through in their head, but at the same time, you know, it sucks for the community too, but that's all part of the space maturing is, you know, we, we all make mistakes. We all learn from whether that's investing or whether it's uh, getting in over your head or whatever it is, you know, we, right. Yeah, crypto one way or another, and and right, and that's it's it's a you know when you step back and maybe look at it from a big picture point of view, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to a certain extent. It's uh, people pouring a lot of money into some of these projects because they like a pretty white paper, pretty website, and all of a sudden you, you, I mean, he's not the only dev that that's hopped out of a project and he didn't do it in a scammy way. It just, you know, he got burnt out, but you see guys scamming left and right. And it's just crazy to think, you know, some of these guys maybe have gotten burnt financially. I'm sure they sit down and talk to their wives and like, yeah, I just gave this guy, you know, $10,000 essentially. And just said, Hey, make, make this be, you know, go two times, three times. And, and then he just disappeared, you know? And, uh, I know it doesn't necessarily work like that, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking to an average Joe, that's how they're looking at it. And it's like, uh, it's, it's a crazy space that we trust. Uh, you know, we, we trust so many people to do their jobs and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, just so blindly, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of the few spaces where this much money comes ahead of any actual use case. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? So that's, no that's a whole different business model that nobody is accustomed to. You know, there's a lot of cases where most of this shit needs to be built before it's put out there. There's, there's some cases where it makes sense to fundraise up front. Um, and in most cases, you need something, but you don't need, you know, upwards of millions. Most cases, you can get a business off the ground with not very much money. You know, right. But yeah, you that, put these that, really lofty huge. goals out there and they think that money is yeah. going to solve them all and it doesn't. So, uh, okay. So I don't know if you have a pet or not, but you can still answer this. Finish this trending hashtag. My pet secretly wants to. <laughs> break into my refrigerator <laughs> nice that would that would definitely be mine <laughs> nice you got spuds mckenzie over there or what <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i got a dog that ha- kind of has their own room in the house because uh has some stomach issues over the years or whatever so we kind of keep them either outside or in that room or if they're playing with us so it's like hey, we're right here we're looking at you we're not turning our eyes to you type deal and uh just any any time i do turn my eyes for, you know, take my eyes off for a second. She's, uh, she's trying to bust into that refrigerator, man. And, uh, <laughs> we, we feed her actually like fresh chicken and stuff because of her stomach issues. And so she knows where all the food is, man. So that's, that's <laughs> all she, nice. she's just plotting. That's it. Every time I see her, she's just plotting to get in there. Awesome. It's like my Labrador in our garbage can. We got one of those fancy garbage cans with the locking lid. Yeah. I'm just still, you know, he goes and checks it every once in a while just to see if it's unlocked. You know, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> there you go. My parents got the, the next level fancy garbage can that you wave your hand over and it opens. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't sound very uh, foolproof for a dog. For sure. It's not. You just sniff the shit and it opens. Right. <laughs> oh, you know, that garbage can. I, all right. I'm going to I'm gonna throw it. I got a vent. 
Everybody that talks about reduce, reuse, recycle, you know, they're all about the environment and all this shit, but everything they damn well buy needs batteries. You're killing me. (laughs) 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 No, man, seriously, this has been a lot of fun. Mario, it's been awesome having you on our show. You know, who'd have thunk that? What was it? What's it been now? Um, nine months ago, we would have been saying our show. And it, it's it's pretty surreal. And to have some pretty amazing guests come on our show has been, has been off the hook. Um, you know, and I don't think we've not had one amazing guest yet. Everybody that comes on our show is just so much fun to talk to. And I think it's all because we all click. You know, it's all about talking about what you're passionate about. Right we all have a passion right no doubt sir it's been a pleasure having you on the show um slap ms next time you see him <laughs> I got tell, you, him tell, tell him mitch said hey oh for sure <laughs> man well hey I, I i certainly enjoyed it man uh thanks so much for having me on I, I enjoyed talking to you guys talking about the project talking about all the other stuff we, we ended up uh discussing so i <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys awesome. man Definitely, man. Yeah. We're looking forward to talking to you some more, and I'm really looking forward to checking out your uh, your old podcast episode. So I hope you drop that link in the tweet. And hopefully, we got a long time listener out of it. I yeah, so. for sure, man. Yeah, you, you definitely did, man. Oh yeah, man, you rock. All right, bro. Have a good night. All right, fellas. Later. Take it easy. Talk man. to you soon. Man, that was an amazing podcast. It was. A- had a great time, <laughs> and uh, we learned a lot. And I'm also looking yeah. forward to hearing. Kind of how his podcast went because he's got a, he's got a cool voice too. So I think he probably did a nice podcast. Before we check on it. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I like the idea of there's nothing wrong with people being able to earn cryptocurrencies statically to to you know passively to to have that extra um, coinage coming in for you know doing little things, just being a passive income of cryptos. You know, right. and when he talked about doing that with uh, with the BitCash, I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. So, you know, definitely going to look into this project some more. And who knows? Matter of fact, I think it's been quite a few months since we've thrown $10 into our favorite uh, crypto. So maybe we should throw 10 bucks at uh, BitCash and see what happens. You know what? That's not a bad idea because we haven't asked about the, what did we call it? No, I don't even remember. The, uh, uh, I don't even know. I can't remember. That's it was bad. a crypto that's to invest in. I yeah, think it was, yeah. it was like your your like your sleeper token, and then we called it something else. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. something like that. But yeah, I will kick that off with a, a bit cash purchase. See how that goes, and then maybe uh, next episode we'll go ahead and ask our guest what their favorite sleeper token is. Now that the market yeah. is turning around, we might have people with their mind back on the market. So this might get us some interesting right. answers. And I'm looking forward to see what new projects are popping up after the last year and a half of the spare market because those are going to be the ones that have been putting in the work, and I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's been a good run, and you know what? We're still here. So are we, though? That's got to tell you something. <laughs> We're physically here, oh, are we still here? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> all right guys thanks for joining us today we hope you enjoy the show as we say all the time we do this for you the, the, the community it's all about it's all about community to us we appreciate every ounce of your support that you continue to give on a daily basis you blew us away on twitter your comments the feedback is just amazing so thank you so much a big shout out to coin flip for supporting us as well and brinker group 
So, guys, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Peace.